excited for this episode. This is not in any way a typical episode, yet at the same time, it's going to be one of the most valuable episodes, I hope, I think, I truly believe. So I am at a conference right now called PodFest, and PodFest is an annual podcasting conference. I think there are like 1,700, 2,000 people, some, something like that who are attending, all podcasters or want to be podcasters, many with their own business, just an incredible amount of people come. And there's just so many good things that happen here. I am here as, I'm here wearing many hats. I'm here as a speaker. I am here as an attendee because there's always a lot to learn. I'm here as a consumer because the exhibit hall is incredible and I'm sure I'm going to buy much more podcasting. (laughs) equipment. But I'm also really here as a networker. The relationships, the connections at this event are incredible. And because I have my podcasting stuff, I was talking to someone the other day, a client, and I was telling them I was headed here. And she said, you know, Rita, I go to these things and I just don't have the same results that you do. And I said, well, we'll talk about that when when I get back. And then in another conversation that I had with someone once I got here, they were like, well, Rita, I don't even know what It's like to be a speaker here, and it must just be so fun. And so I was, you know, laying down to go to sleep last night, and I thought, why don't I just record throughout this whole conference just things that are happening to me, my thoughts, what I've done, the actions I've taken, and then we'll edit it all up. That's like a pretty little episode. And my hope with all of this is that it's going to help you. It's going to help you think about how you're approaching conferences and events. It might give you a peek if speaking is something that you really want to do and how I'm taking and leveraging right my speaking opportunities. And even just like as an entrepreneur, because I am also, you know, just like any other entrepreneur, I have all these mindset things that pop up and all of these fears and all of these insecurities. And so I thought I would share all of that too. So I really hope that you can take this and you can pull out things that will work for you, that will help you. If you want to dive deeper on anything, let me know because future episodes can do that as well. And then remember all of this because really what this is, is about getting in front of the right people in person. And that's something that I'm talking about in the free three-part series that I'm doing. So that kicks off, just a reminder, January 31st, you can go to the link in the show notes to sign up for it. It's called Get Hired by the Right People at the Right Rate. And part one on January 31st is all about getting in front of the right people on social media and how that's changed and what you need to do to get in front of the right people. But in February, and I don't know the date off the top of my head, but in February, we're talking about getting in front of the right people in person. And I think this is such a great episode for setting the stage for what we're going to dive into in that I call them gatherings because they're not master classes or not workshops. It's all of us coming together, having real-time conversations, roundtable discussions, and walking away with really actionable tips around all of it. And so that's what we're going to be doing in February. I think this just sets the stage perfectly. So you are going to hear kind of like my diary. I guess it's like the diary of Rita Goodrow as she attends PodFest, and I'm really excited for it. I hope it helps you. Let me know your thoughts, and I'll be talking to you throughout the next few days. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita, of Rita I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams. 
so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. So today is day one. Yesterday, I guess you could call day zero. So yesterday, there there were some things that were happening, mainly registration. I think there were one or two educational events. Then there was like a meet and greet, and I missed it all. <laughs> I missed it all, guys. I was so excited to go to PodFest just because it's PodFest. But as you know, recently I moved from Washington, D.C. to Savannah. Savannah's only like four hours from Orlando. I was like, cool, I'll be able to drive. I don't have to deal with the airport. I'll get here so early. It'll be wonderful. I can take advantage of all of these things. <laughs> because no, that didn't happen. Everything always takes longer than you think it will. And I did not allocate my schedule appropriately for that. And so I got a late start leaving my house in Savannah. And I didn't get here until after all of that was over. But that's okay, because here's what I actually really like to do on that night before the conference starts. So I'm going to share with you kind of my process and what I do, whether I'm speaking or whether I'm just attending a conference. I always do the same thing. So what is that? So I go to my hotel room. I unpack. But here's what I'm really doing. I am looking at the conference agenda. So most of these conferences nowadays, they all utilize an app. This conference utilizes the Whova app. And what the Whova app is, is it's a way for all participants to see what's going on and, and converse and share files and, and all kinds of information for a conference happens in this app. So the first thing that I did was go through each attendee of the conference. Now, there are like 1,700 or 2,000 people who are attending this conference, so it takes a bit, and I didn't look at every single person in detail. But you can see their name, you can see their title, you can see how they've been tagged. So do they consider themselves a pro podcaster, creator podcaster, or are they an influencer, are they a speaker? So I was going through and really getting a lay of the land in terms of who is going to be at this conference. And I starred people that I felt would be incredibly powerful connections for me, relationships that I really want to cultivate. So I starred people so that I have access to that information so I can find out more about them, look for them in different places and spaces and send them messages and really take intentional actions towards really making these relationships happen. And then the next thing that I did was go through the agenda. So what were the places, spaces, topics, conversations, presentations that were happening that I thought would be very valuable for me to attend? And so I starred all of those. So you can see I'm like really setting my intentions for this conference. Not just, oh, it'll be great. I'll be here. I'll network. I'll meet some people. I'll learn some stuff. Instead, I always have very specific goals. Not just I'm going to meet people, but I need to meet these kinds of people for this kind of outcome. And it's not often people who will be my clients or people who I will work with. I want to meet other speakers. I want to meet people in different industries. I want to meet people who could be guests on my podcast. I, th there are a variety of different people that I want to meet. And so I'm being very intentional about the people and the places and the spaces that I'm positioning myself in and in front of. And that's my first tip for you whenever you're attending anything, right? Is know exactly what your intentions are in a more narrow defined way so that you can really execute the actions and on a strategy and plan to make those happen. So you don't just leave and go, oh, well, that was fun, but I didn't, I, didn't, I don't feel like I really walked away with anything. 
that was the first thing that I did. I also got all my tech going, unpacked it all, checked it all, made sure it was working okay. And so that's what I did on day zero. Now, today is day one. The conference kicks off today, but it really kicks off later this evening. And the conference itself, the meat of the conference happens on Friday and Saturday. So today it starts, there's education, there's some events, but the real kickoff event is around three o'clock this afternoon. So what am I doing? Well, I still work, guys. I have coaching clients and I travel a lot. I travel to speak, I travel to go to conferences. And if I was always shifting my schedule around, it would be a chaotic mess. So I lead my six-figure CEO mastermind group, and that's every Thursday. And so I'm going to be leading that group. I have a client session. I need to do a run-through of my own talk. I need to do a tech check. And then I'm going to go participate in the conference. So the first half of today is really spent on me preparing, working with my clients, touching base with my clients. And that's just like a little side note because I hear from a lot of people who are trying to speak, who are traveling for conferences, that what happens is they get so backed up. They get so backed up with their day work, their emails and their work because they put everything on pause and hold whenever they go to a conference. And I will tell you what I have found, the key to success being for me, and it could be different for everyone, is I have to do a little bit of work every day. I have to have a client session almost every day. I need to check emails. I have to slip away from the conference and have moments of moving my business forward. If I didn't, I would be pausing it all of the time, especially as I expand my speaking arm of my business. And so creating a business model that allows for that and allows it all to be integrated is really important. And so that's what I'm doing. But here's like a side note of what I do every morning of the first day of a conference. This is just a peek into Rita and how Rita walks away. I'm talking about myself in third person. So you know it's good. But how I walk away with what people say, you walk away with so many opportunities. How did you do that? One thing I do, I wake up early. So all of you know, I wake up at like 5 a.m. I watch the sunrise, all of that. So I was downstairs around, I don't know, 6.37 before the whole hotel really started waking up. Got my coffee And I go to the directory and I see what other conferences are happening. I do that every time. I take note of them. I jot them down. Ones that I think have interesting people, ones that I think have kind of the audience or the attendees that I might want to know, and also ones that I think that, oh, I need to explore that event and see what it's about because I might want to speak there. Now, I'm not only just noting what they are. My goal is to connect with people from the ones that I've started, especially the ones where I'm like, I'm curious if I could be a speaker at that group or at that conference. I want to go meet people face-to-face while I can and have that personal relationship and that personal knowledge. So I'll meet people, and then I connect with them on social media, and I continue the conversation. So I went downstairs to do that, and wouldn't you know it, the first meeting, and right at the table next to me as I'm looking at the directory, is the, the registration table for this event. But it's the Florida Bar Association. So for people who don't know, the Bar Association is what you join when you're a lawyer. So this is the Florida Bar Association. But it's not just the Florida Bar Association. It is the business law section of the Florida Bar Association, meaning it's all of the lawyers that work in the corporate Space, business, space, business law, intellectual property, corporate securities, account, account, you know, all of the sales and acquisitions and incorporations and everything that we all need 
to have a thriving, successful, protected, profitable business, the lawyers who do all of that and their pieces of that are here. And so I know that that's a great audience for me to network with because all of these individuals are working with business owners. So they could be a referral partner. They could be a referral partner to a client, to a speaking opportunity. But here's what I'm able to do because I have a podcast and especially being here with the big podcaster badge on. So as I was looking, I was talking to somebody at the registration table and I said, oh, you know, I'm a Virginia lawyer. I don't practice law anymore because he wondered why I was looking. And I said, but I really am looking for a specific guest for my podcast, which is true because everything around artificial intelligence, especially around chat GPT right now, it's all swirling and the lawyer side of me kicks in. And the first question I always ask is who owns intellectual property to what's being created on these machines, specifically chat GPT. Now, that's a conversation for another day, guys, and you're probably not going to like the answer. But it's also like anything legal swirling. And so I knew that this was going to be a really great way for me to start making connections with people within the Florida Bar Association because a lot of lawyers have solo firms. They all have meetings. They're looking for people to come in and talk around goal setting and sales and marketing. And so I said to the person at the registration table, I'm looking for this kind of guest. I want a lawyer who is knowledgeable about intellectual property and artificial intelligence who could really geek out on this topic in a fun and entertaining way, in a way that could help entrepreneurs who are thinking about using these machines and artificial intelligence to create work product in their business, because I really want them to go into that knowing who owns it. And oh my goodness, if that didn't bring out every intellectual property law attorney who loves this topic and business cards were exchanged and names were given, I was invited in to attend the intellectual property section, like subcommittee section of their meeting. I don't know if I'll be able to go or not. I think it conflicts with something. But I was invited into that. If I can, I'm definitely going to peek in. And they're excited about the opportunity of, you know, of learning more and being on my podcast. So then I am immediately with the main individual I was talking to, he gave me his business card and I walked away and I went on LinkedIn and I sent a connection request and I sent an email saying, hey, we just met. I'm really excited to continue this conversation. I'm looking forward to the introduction to the person you told me about and, and really like going deeper on this topic. And I'd like to connect here so we can continue to learn about each other and see what collaborations or synergies. I, didn't, I did not use the word synergy, but you know what I mean. We might have. And so that connection request has been accepted. And I'm going to continue to nurture that relationship. That could bring a variety of different things. Guests to my podcast. It could bring introductions, like I said, for speaking, maybe for potential clients. And that comes from going to the directory and looking and then making a concerted effort to go by those registration tables, to mingle in those hallways, to know who else is in the hotel with you, who else is here, and how might you leverage all of that happening around you while you're here. Now, there are one or two other conferences. If they work out, I'll tell you about them later. Uh, I don't want to make this podcast episode too incredibly long. But now you know what I do the night before, how I set all my intentions for who I want to meet, how I like make sure that I bookmark those people, what I, you know, I learn what I can about them. I kind of map out a plan around how I might cross their path. I look at the places that I want to go for the education that I want, but also usually it's about meeting the speakers or the people because I can always watch. Here, here's also another read a thought because it's just read his diary, right? Okay. 
I can always watch the replays, guys. All these conferences are recorded, and if you have the right level pass, they will give you the recordings of all the sessions so that if you had to miss one to attend another, you can see them all. So in my mind, the education piece of a conference is the last, the live education piece of a conference is the last reason that I'm at a conference. It is for networking with the speakers. It is for networking with the attendees. It is for building relationships. It is for who I'm meeting and the relationships I'm cultivating. The education can come later. The specific education can come later whenever I am watching the replays. So you're going to hear a lot of me not being in sessions and not being at a lot of the actual educational components of the conference, but this is why. So you heard me map out my plan for who I want to meet. So the rooms that I will be in are to meet these kinds of people I have identified. And then you learned that the first morning on day one, I always look at the directory to see who else is in the hotel, what other conferences are going on, and I map out a strategy of who I want to connect with from those, how I will open that conversation, and then I make that happen. And then I go and I introduce myself. So that's what's going on. Now I'm about to get into my work day, do a run through of my presentation, which side note, just since this is a diary, here is a thought that's been going through my head. I'm going to mess up the presentation. It's going to be awful. No one's going to like it. Also, I don't have any of the right cords. I don't have a clicker. I I left all that at home. I don't know if it's going to be able to work. Even though I went downstairs, talked to the tech people, they said no one has a clicker, which is weird. But also, they have all the cords. But my brain is still freaking out. So I have to do some mindset work today to calm that brain. And so a lot of the mindset work that I'm going to do is my presentation went incredibly. Everyone was so excited for it. It doesn't matter what was on my slides. It's the information that they needed to hear. Everyone was in the right space at the right time. I attract all of the right people to my session. Everyone was excited for the content. They came up and met me afterwards. They're excited to attend my three-part series and continue these conversations further. So I'm going to continue that mindset work. So that's just another little peek about While all of this other stuff is going on, I'm still here as a speaker and I still have all the normal insecurities. No matter how many times I speak, no matter how many times I give presentations around just all of the muck that comes with that. So I'll be back later to tell you more about how I'm leveraging this conference, how I'm showing up in this conference, what's going on for me, and I'll talk to you then. Good morning. It is officially day two of PodFest 2023. I did not come back to you last night. So I'm going to tell you today what happened last night. So yesterday, like I said, was just a big work day for me. And then let me tell you what to never do because it's exactly what I did. I decided to rewrite my entire talk. So I'm here to give a talk. It's called The Death of the Podcast Influencer, How to Stay Relevant, Boost Your Revenue, and Grow Your Business with Ease. And I had a nice talk. I had a great talk outlined. The slides were done. And then yesterday, suddenly, this like burst of brilliance of creativity came to me and I decided I had to rewrite my entire talk. Now, here's why I actually did it. Normally, if that happens, I hold the boundary of like, nope, my talk is good enough. But I knew this talk was not good enough because I had fallen into the same trap that I talked about in the last episode and that I'm talking about in this episode. This is a new conference for me to speak at. I've never spoken at this conference before, and it's a new talk for me to give. And when those elements combine, it can be very, very easy to start doubting yourself and start doubting your talk. And I was going into a spiral, the doubt spiral. But 
because of all of that, the way that I had approached writing the talk was from, well, what do I think people want to hear? What kind of information do I think they want? What what will make them like me? (laughs) What will make the audience like me as a speaker? And I wrote a great talk, but it wasn't me and it didn't feel right. And it just, no matter how many times I ran through it in my head, it just didn't flow. And it's because I was trying not It's hard to explain. It wasn't a totally different kind of talk than Rita would give. It wasn't a totally different image or maybe I can, the best way I can say it, I was writing the talk in a different voice than the voice that I normally use. And so when this download came to me, it was just so Rita. It was just so Rita. So much to the chagrin of my assistant, Amanda, Amanda McVicker is incredible, you guys, by the way, but much to her chagrin. I rewrote the flow of the talk. I added in some new things. I took out some stuff and I messaged her saying, is there any way that you can get me new slides? I would not have cared if she could not have, but she said, yes, I can do that for you. And so I spent the majority of the evening finishing that talk. So I did not go to a few of the things at the conference that I was hoping to, but I did go to this. I went to the influencer meet and greet. So the way that the influencer meet and greet works is it's kind of like speed dating. You have a little card, you go to a table, you sit at a table, you introduce yourself to everybody at the table and everybody does the same thing. And then you switch tables. But there are guided questions for you to be answering so that you're kind of masterminding while you're sitting at the table. Well, let me give you like the Rita insight (laughs) into how I approach that. So I walked in a little late, just a few minutes late. So I didn't get a card, which was fine with me because I like to go to whatever table I want to go to (laughs) and talk to whoever I want to talk to. So I kind of was a rule breaker, but that's okay. I was not the only one. And I was able to kind of go to people that I had been looking at, seeing online who I really wanted to get to know. So again, I entered what was not really a strategic kind of networking event strategically. And I made sure, although I was meeting new people and people I didn't know and people new to me, I did find the table with one or two of the people who I really wanted to start building a relationship with. Now, I didn't go out of my way to like break the rules of how we were supposed to be networking. I just made sure that we exchanged information and said that I wanted to continue talking. I also made sure to get in front of people whose table I was not at. So between there were times where you could switch tables and there was a little bit of mingling afterwards. The name of the game, <laughs> its not, I mean, I guess it's not really a game, but the name of the game and things like this is I want to be in front of everybody. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to network and talk to everybody for a minute and grab everybody's business card and then Nobody really remembers who I am anyway. So I just mean I want to be seen. I want to be seen. Oh, I remember her. I saw her. So that if I do come across somebody, they're like, I see your face everywhere. Everywhere I turn around, I see you. And so yesterday I had missed a lot of that FaceTime. So I made sure that I kind of just walked around the room. I smiled at people. I waved at people. I gave people compliments, like authentic, real compliments. I introduced a person to another person. I just really wanted to make sure that I was, you know, putting out the energy that I wanted people to see about me and that I strategically got in front of people who I really wanted to get in front of. And then anyone at the tables that I was at for networking, here's what I also don't do. I don't just give out my business card and say, great, I can't wait to connect. I make sure to get their information and then I send a follow-up message within 24 hours. So today I'll be sending messages and making connections online to the people that I met before I even get home. A lot of people wait until they're home from a conference to do that. But if you do it during a conference, so much more can result from it. And then at dinner, 
I because I don't know very many people here at the conference and the few people I know I lost track of because I was doing what you're not supposed to do and rewriting your talk in your room. So I ate dinner at the bar. And I like doing that anyway, because then I'm forced to talk to people. I mean, I know I could sit there quietly, but that's not Rita. And so I am forced to talk to somebody, whether it's the bartenders or other people. And so I made a connection with someone who was at their very first podcasting conference. They kind of needed the lay of the land. I talked to them a little bit. Trevor, if you're listening, hi, I hope you had a good time. And so his name's Trevor. Guys, one thing I'm definitely going to do is more cross-promotion of podcasts that I think are going to be very valuable to you. And so you're going to be learning about a lot of podcasts. But that's what Trevor and I were talking about. And it was just really nice to make that connection. We immediately exchanged information. We exchanged podcasts. And I'll be seeing him and talking to him again this week. So again, what I hope you take away from this is, number one, don't ever rewrite your talk at a conference. Just don't do it. But I did it. And so now I'm like, oh, I don't I don't really know the flow. So this morning I'm going to be at the event, but I'm going to be really running through my talk, trying to get the flow down a little better before my presentation this afternoon. But then the other thing that I'm going to be doing is sending messages and connection requests on LinkedIn or Instagram with real substantive messages to the individuals who I connected with last night so that it happens here at the conference, giving us more of a chance to talk to each other. So I'll be back later, probably after my talk, to tell you guys how it goes. I'm hoping all of this information is helping you see how maybe you might approach conferences differently. For you to see that you're not alone whenever you have these thoughts, I was talking to a client saying, she was like, how are you? And I said, you know, just doing the whole, my my talk is terrible. No one's going to like it. No one's going to come to my room. <laughs> They're all going to walk out on me. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you shared that. I just, with you speaking as many times as you do, I didn't think you'd think those things. Because I think those things all the time. I just move through them very, very quickly because I have done a lot of mindset work to be able to notice when I'm telling myself stories and when fictions are popping up and I can work through it. So we'll be talking about that too. But that's it. I just hope you're seeing how to move through a conference and what never to do with your talk and seeing that everything is normal, all the feelings you're feeling. And I got to go. I got to run to the opening keynotes and I'll talk to you soon. So I'm back in the room to get ready for my talk. Remember <laughs> the one that I rewrote at the last minute? But I just came back from an event that happened. So I've been, again, the irony of this is that the right use of the term irony. My talk here is called The Death of the podcast influencer, yet I have been given the designation of an influencer at this event. And so I am participating in a lot of the sessions that are happening in the influencer track, because again, they are interactive. They're all about networking and talking and masterminding. So I just attended one of these sessions that was all about cross-promoting. So for those of you who are a podcaster, there are all kinds of ways that you can cross-promote. One is like with a recorded promotion that you air about someone else's show on your show, you interview them on your show, you have episode swaps where you air one of their episodes instead of yours one week. There are all kinds of ways. But what this was, was sitting at a table and talking about your audience and really going into detail on what kind of cross-promotion would be the most valuable for you. And I'd say that everyone there found a handful of people who are going to be great cross-promoters. But here's what happened in this room that I don't see happen in a lot of other spaces. A lot of people at conferences that I'm at will say, oh my gosh, great, let's exchange information and we'll talk later. 
what happened here were what was the opposite. People actually just did it. <laughs> they like did it right then. So they either said, okay, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And then we'll just exchange our emails to send information. Or some people went into a room and actually recorded kind of a promo that that person can use. So there was a lot of real time implementation happening. So not a lot of, yeah, that's great. We'll talk about it later. It's no, we're talking about it now. We're getting the details worked out now. We're connecting now. We're emailing everything to each other now, or we're going to at least be connected and send the initial email so that we can follow up easier. The minute we get home, the parameters were defined. I mean, it was implementation. And I think that that's one, that, that's why I wanted to hit record in my room real quickly. That's one thing that I want you to walk away with when you're at a conference. A lot of times you'll hear a great idea and you'll say, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. I'm going to do that when I get home. Instead, walk out of the session and do it right then if it's something that you're able to implement or that you could implement in that moment. If it's a meeting, set the meeting on your calendar or better yet, say, you know what, let's just go over here and have the meeting right now. The faster you implement, the faster you take action, the more results that you're going to see. And so that's something that this room knew because it was a room of people who had been designated with this influencer status. The reason that everyone in this room is at that level is because they are action takers. They don't wait. They ask clearly for what they want. They don't wait to be asked. And they take action on that immediately. So anyway, just wanted to share that. Got to go get ready for my talk. I'll talk to you soon. It is Saturday morning and I am sitting kind of in the dark. The sun just came up. I'm still in my pajamas. I haven't taken a shower. Normally by now, I'm actually ready to go. But I slept in a little bit today because it's the last day and I really want to show up in a big way for the last day. But I wanted to share some things from yesterday that I just was too tired when I got into the hotel room at the end of the day to share with you. One question that I got from a client while I was here was they sent me good luck, good luck on your speaking engagement. But I'm curious, Rita, how do you leverage your speaking engagements, especially for something like a bigger conference where you might not be able to offer everybody a call with you? What do you do? And so I want to share that. First, you guys heard the other day, right, that I was rewriting my talk at the last minute. It was great. Sometimes you just have to go with your instinct. But here's what that meant. The trade-off for that was that I spent, you know, a good chunk of the afternoon, about two hours, running through that new talk and memorizing it so that I would have the flow down whenever I went to actually deliver the talk. And it was great. It was an incredible talk. The room was full and people stuck around and that's always a good sign when people stick around and they want to talk to you and they were excited for the topic, the death of the podcast influencer. And I talked about influencing versus thought leadership. Again, guys, this is something that I'm going deep into starting January 31st with part one of my free three-part series. So you can head to the show notes for that. It's all about getting in front of the right people on social media, getting in front of the right people in person, so networking and speaking, and then how do you get the right people on the phone with you who are actually really excited to hire you and are excited to hire you at the rates that you charge? So we're going, and a lot of that has to do with thought leadership, this this topic. And so we're going into that. And actually, a lot of people from PodFest are probably going to be in those. It's not masterclasses. It's, I call it a gathering. It really is just a conversation, a facilitated conversation. You guys, we'll leave with actions. But anyway, go check that out. Here's how I leverage the speaking engagement. I mean, obviously, I deliver a really powerful, engaging, and entertaining 
talk. I think a lot of times people forget, especially in breakout sessions, they forget to entertain and sometimes they just educate. So I think the first key is, am I entertaining? Am I educating? Am I keeping it interesting <laughs> and informative? And so I delivered a really great talk. So that's one of the the main ways that you leverage is knowing your stuff and keeping people really interested in what you have to say. But at the end of this talk, because we're not allowed to sell, usually at conferences, almost any conference, you're not allowed to just get up and promote your products, and nor should you. Like get up and promote your products and promote your services and sell something, right? I couldn't be like, it's not a selling from the stage kind of conference. I couldn't be like, and today I'm offering you uh, my blah, blah, blah program, and it's only $197 if you come to the back of the room, sign up now. Like you usually can't do that at conferences. And so I obviously didn't. So what did I do? Well, I had a QR code on a slide that advertised the free three-part series that I just told you about, which is really a continuation of the topic. So I tied in that three-part series into the topic, right? So at the end of the talk, it flowed into, and guys, I'm going deeper into this over three months, like in this free series, because you are allowed, while you're not allowed to sell, when you do things like this, they allow you to offer something free, like a free resource, right? Something valuable to the audience. And in turn, something that will help you grow your list and your community. So I naturally transitioned into explaining how this was really the tip of the iceberg. This was just a an overview of the topic, but I was breaking it down in this three free part series. Now, instead of putting a link, like go to readamamedoit.com slash gathering, which you could, you can go to that right now, guys, go and sign up. But I think in your mind, you always need to go, am I making it as easy as possible? So throughout these kinds of talks, and my talk was no different, people take photos of your slides. When you say something great, when you have good information, people are taking photos of your slides. That's always kind of a key. You hit something good when they whip out their phones and they're taking photos. But I wanted to make signing up for this as easy as possible and as enticing as possible. So I could have just said, hey, go sign up for this free thing, everybody. But instead... I said, hey, here's a QR code. So I had the URL, but I also, on this big slide, had a QR code. I was like, if you pull out your phones and you scan this QR code, it's going to take you to the registration page right now. So a lot of people did. They wanted to have that page pulled up in their browser. But I also know, because I am this person that does it too, you take the QR code, you pull up that page, and you're like, I'll sign up later. I have it open in my browser tabs. I'll sign I'll sign up later. So I said, if you sign up right now, you're going to get this workbook that I have that I've created for something else. It's a thought leadership strategy workbook, but only if you sign up today. Like you have to sign up. I have to see that your registration came through today. I created that for something else, but it's very comprehensive and it does walk you through a pretty detailed plan for using thought leadership in almost every area of your business. So then people who scan the QR code with ease, they had the page right up on their phone. I was talking to them. They just went ahead and it's easy. Put your name, put your email. That's it, guys. And so I got signups for that. And now because the nature of what I'm doing over a three-part series is going to be really interactive, right? Now I know who signed up today and I know the time that people signed up. So I know all of the people during this window and most likely during that day, because I haven't really started advertising it outside of this, not in a big way yet, will have most likely come from PodFest. Now, remember, I have the directory of people, so I can look at everybody who signed up, like today or tomorrow, because not everybody will sign up today, but over the next day or two, and I can compare them to the directory at PodFest. And then what I'll be able to do 
is email them specifically, directly, instead of like a bulk email that's going to come out, which they'll get right away. Like, thank you for registering. You're registered for this. Instead, now I can also send a message and say, hey, so-and-so, thanks so much for attending my talk. I'd love to know a little more. Like, how are you intending to use thought leadership? So I can go into a detailed conversation with them. I can also find those people on social media and I can connect with those people on social media. A lot of people don't follow the people who are coming to their talks and who they're meeting. They're waiting for those people to follow them. Sometimes they don't even follow them back, but I follow them, right? So I'm going to go and follow them. And then that way I can engage in conversations, maybe through voice messages or things like that with them and take the relationship deeper. I mean, that's what I'm really doing. I'm just building an authentic, real, trusting relationship. But by getting people to sign up for a thing, I know they're really interested in this topic. And so I know what to talk to them about. I know what questions to ask, like, hey, did you get my workbook? How is it going? Did you work through it? If you haven't started, that's cool. Let me know what's holding you up. Like, I really want to make this valuable for them. So by doing that, I'll have the data of who signed up at what time. And then I can go and find them on social media platforms. I have their email address. I know a little more about who they are, how they heard about it, why they signed up for it. So then I can start a conversation, carry on the conversation in a really individualized, personalized way and deepen these relationships and make sure that that everyone who is signing up for this, that they're getting what they want out of it. And that's so powerful. I think sometimes we just, I notice that people just want to get to the thing like, yeah, but I just want them to get on the phone with me. I just want them to hire me. I just want them to. Don't focus on that. That's the byproduct of focusing on something like this, which is I just want to build a really deep relationship and give value to the people who know that I can help solve their problem or overcome a challenge. That's my focus. The rest will all work itself out. So that's what I did. That's how I leveraged the talk. Of course, I stuck around. And here's the other thing I did is people came up to me and I'm not like tooting my own horn, but I'm kind of tooting my own because guys, I rewrote this whole talk. I was so nervous about it. But I had, and I don't know, Chris, Chris is the main organizer of PodFest. I don't know if you're listening, Chris, but I had, I'm not kidding, I counted, 10 people come up to me. Now that may not sound like a lot, but it is a lot when there are other sessions that people are rushing off to. 10 people stuck around to come up to me, not to ask me a question about the talk, but to say, Rita, this was the best presentation I heard at PodFest, or you were the best speaker here at PodFest. And here's what I did. I could have said thank you, and I did. Could have. I was like, I know. No, I'm kidding. I definitely said thank you. It Guys, I like I wanted to cry because I was so nervous about this talk that I had just rewritten, right, coming into there. So that was really validating. And I mean, who doesn't like to be validated? Even I do, right? That's my mindset piece. Like, yes, I like to get the affirmation and validation because I was very worried about giving that talk. But here's what I did. I said, great, I would love for you to go and tell Chris. I would love for you to tell the organizer. Would you please, could you please do that for me? I think sometimes we're even hesitant to ask for the thing we'd really want. Like, yes, that's great. I'm glad that they loved it. But it would be really helpful for me if they went and they told the organizer, Rita was a really powerful speaker. Because maybe I get on the main stage that way. I don't know. You tell me, Chris, if you're out there. <laughs> you tell me. So if you're speaking, like, do that, right? And then after my talk, so after my talk was over, so that's how I leveraged my actual talk. Now, after the talk was over, I could have very easily gone, oh, that was a lot. 
I'm gonna go back to my room now. I'm gonna just rest. And I, I do see a lot of people do this. But that's not what Rita does. That's not what I do, right? There we go. There's that third person again. So you know it's gonna get good. I wanted to. I was tired. Like there comes the drop, right? Your adrenaline, adrenaline is high. The, the little after interaction with people, your adrenaline's high. And then you walk away from that and the drop kind of starts. And it would have been easy for me to go upstairs and just take a nap or something like that. That was the most powerful time that I needed to stay visible. So I didn't go into another session. I made sure that I just was walking around to the different rooms and the different places and spaces. So like I walked over to the expo hall and then I walked over to a bar and I walked over to another gathering place. And then I walked down a hallway where people were going. I really got my steps in, guys. I really did. I got all my steps in. And I did that because that's how I could, it sounds whatever, but that's how I could be seen. And here's what happened by doing that. People stopped me. Oh my gosh, Rita, I was in your talk. I was in your talk. Can I ask you a question? Rita, can I share a thought with you? Rita, I didn't get to go to your talk, but I just heard about your talk. Like people were stopping me and talking. So it was another touch point with people. And that touch point being immediately after the talk, while I was still fresh in their mind, was really important. So I did that. And then I went into the Whova app, which is the app for this event, and checked my messages. And I had gotten a message from a woman named Joanne who works for StreamYard. And if you guys don't know what StreamYard is, I'm putting the link in the show notes. And I think you, most of you might because you've watched me do my lives. And I always use StreamYard to do my lives. And it allows me to stream out into multiple platforms like LinkedIn and my Facebook group and my Facebook page and Facebook all at one time. And there's so many features that I haven't even really used with StreamYard. I mean, I know I know it has grown in incredible ways, but it was interesting. Remember guys, I have been networking like crazy here. I have been focused on FaceTime with people and talking to people more than going to the session. So here's what happened. I had this message from Joanne and it said, Rita, I was asking people who I should network with and who I should get to know. And multiple people mentioned your name. Multiple people said, well, do you know Rita? Do you know Rita Goodrow? Do you know Rita made me do it? And she's like, I don't. And so I feel like now I need to. Can we talk? And I was like, sure. So I went by the booth and we went out and we started talking. And she was telling me about this like program that they're starting and trying to see if StreamYard was right for me. And I just let her know. I said, look, I already use Stream. You guys are already incredible. Like I already use you. You've already got my money. You've, you've already taken it. So I'm, I'm more than excited to hear about this, but you don't have to sell me. Like I'm already sold. I'm already doing it. And she was like, oh, and the conversation could have ended there, right? People go, okay, well, great. Well, have a good day, right? But I wanted to know more. Like I love StreamYard. I love this platform. She's an incredible person. There has to be like a deeper level of connection or collaboration that we can do. So I got curious and I just started asking a lot of questions like, tell me about this and what are what are the goals for the software going forward and, and are capabilities existing like this and have you ever thought about having this and, and tell me a little bit about you. And so we connected and we, again, guys, do you see the theme, the relationship? We took it a little deeper and... Now we're going to talk about some other things, like some interviews, some podcast interviews, some live streams, like a really neat angle on a conversation that we want to have with people around live streaming as an entrepreneur. So I was really, I was really excited about that. And then I started thinking, well, I really want to introduce you guys to all of these people that I'm meeting, but my microphone that I have to record is not like a little travel microphone. So I hopped over to the Shore booth, S-H-U-R-E link in the show notes. Joanne, sure, all of these people streaming. They didn't ask me 
to advertise them. I'm doing it because this is what I use. So a lot of you ask, you know, what I use. But they have this really amazing like little travel microphone, travel kit. So I'm, I got it yesterday. I haven't picked it up. I bought it. I'm going to get it today. And I think I'm going to take you guys around the, the conference with me, maybe. I'm going to try. I, I mean, no guarantees, guys, because I, I that also requires other people on the other end to want to be talking and want to be interacting. But I'm going to try to get some lessons and tips on how other people are navigating this event so that you can get some different viewpoints that may mesh with your personality or how you like to show up. I, anyway, I digress. So I, I worked that relationship with Joanne because she's super incredible. And then I, there was a networking event for speakers and VIPs and, and influencers. So I, I went to that and that's where I finally got to meet William Hung. So I don't know if you guys know William. He, a long time ago, was on, he's best known for, but he's going to be better known for some other things soon. But he's best known for his stint on American Idol, where he became like a meme. You can Google William Hung if you don't know who he is. He is incredibly kind. He is so innovative. He's so creative. He has a podcast he's starting. And we started talking about, because we've run into each other a couple of times here, and we started talking about a conversation that we want to bring onto the Rita made me do a podcast around action. He's all about taking action, having ideas, implementing action immediately, chasing your dreams. That's what his podcast is about. And so I made sure that we had a solid moment to talk and, and then we set time to talk today to, again, to schedule that interview where we could just keep talking about having an interview, but I actually want to get it scheduled. And so I think you're seeing the theme here is like FaceTime relationships and immediate implementation of different ideas. And so then from there, guys, it was a big night. From there, another company, Loco Think Tank, which is in Colorado, a local Colorado think tank. It's kind of like a mastermind. It's an interesting concept and they have a local podcast, but they were sponsoring an event for entrepreneurs. Well, you know, I had to go to that. And so I went to that. And while I was there, I made sure there were people I already knew. And here's the thing. At this point in the conference, especially after a day where you spoke and you can be really tired, it can be really tempting to be like, I'm just going to go talk to the people I know. But instead, I really made sure that I made new connections. I asked a lot of questions. I don't think I talked about myself very much at all, which I never really want to do anyway. I want to be asking questions and learning about people. I learned about podcasts. I made some more really good, solid connections that I want to follow up on. And then everyone was going, this is, this is my one regret of yesterday. Everyone was going to like this after party at some bar called Howl at the Moon. And I saw clips and like, it looked really fun, but I know me and I know, I know when I need to go to bed and when I need to pass something up. And so I decided to pass up that party. And my, my thought process behind it was like, are there going to be really interesting stories and are there going to be cool things? And would I have a lot of fun? Yes. Is that environment really good to talk to people? No. Do I want to make the most of, to, of Saturday? Yes. Right. Like I have a decision making process. Would I make the, mo I mean, I'm already a, a little later today than normal. I would already be out the door. I haven't even showered yet. Right. And I would be way later if I had gone to this. So it was just a decision-making process to say no so that I can take advantage of today. But the theme yesterday was that I leveraged my talk, not by trying to get them to buy something or get on the phone with me, although I, I do often offer calls when it's a smaller group, 
But I just, everything that I do is about taking the relationship deeper. So how do we move from this talk? What would be the next stage of this conversation and taking this interaction deeper? And then what's the next step from that? And what's the next step from that? And what's the next step from that? So a lot of today is going to be spent following up on those connections and those people that I started interacting with yesterday. Today is another day full of sessions. I'm going to one. There's one session that I'm going to this morning. It's in the influencer track. It's all about a roundtable discussion. So again, those are the ones I like, interactive roundtable discussions around collaborations and how podcasters can collaborate because that's what I'm all about. And the rest of the day, guys, is wide open. It's wide open for me to do nothing but follow up with everybody that I've told you about, start sending messages to people who signed up for my talk the other day, maybe hopefully take you guys around and start having conversations with people who will be able to give you a tip or advice on how they're leveraging this conference to help kind of like give you a fuller understanding of how you can show up in places and spaces like this. And so that's what it's all about today, guys. So hopefully again, I keep, I keep hoping that all of this is, this is a new format for a podcast for me, letting you guys see behind the scenes about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, my mindset behind everything. And today is like a day that I don't have to you know worry about my talk. I don't have to be thinking about my talk day in and day out. So I'm really hoping to get some really strong connections, some great information, and I'll be sharing it with you all. It is the final day, the official final day of PodFest. I'm sad. I'm happy that I'll go home, but I'm sad. And I've got a lot to kind of talk to you about before I hop into everything. So the sessions are all over. What PodFest does that I really love is they have a closing session on Sunday morning, and it's all about gratitude. It's gratitude for what you learned, the people you encountered. It's really a facilitated gratitude circle, which I don't see a lot of conferences do. And you guys know me and gratitude, and I love that anyway. And so you're also going to then get to learn from everyone who's sharing what they learned because you couldn't be everywhere at one time. So that happens, and then there is a special breakfast for VIP speaker influencers, and I'm definitely hitting that up before I go, which leads me to something that I want to talk about. Oftentimes, people will hop out of the conference very quickly on the last day. It's like, okay, the conferences are done. They're just these things. I'm just going to go. I'm going to get an early morning flight. I'm getting out of here. You paid all of this money or you invested all of this time, if you didn't have to pay to go, in attending this conference. Like, see it through until the very end. See it through till the very end. Do not be one of those people that, like, doesn't really take advantage of all of the opportunities that are available to you, especially if you've invested money into your experience. Now, every now and then, especially if it's like, this is like a side side note, I guess, if you're a paid speaker, and let's say that you get paid to go to the, I don't know, the artificial intelligence and something, something talk. I I have no clue. I I can't think that quickly this morning, but you get paid to go there and like, it's a corporate, let's say it's a corporate conference and you're going to speak. And then the rest of the conference is like employees and teams getting together to talk about their business strategy. Well, that's not going to be the kind of conference that you're probably going to stick around at if they let you. I mean, it could be if it, if you have a lot of opportunities from really building relationships with everyone in that room. But that might not make sense, right? So you're going to speak and you're going to leave, right? And oftentimes speakers have multiple talks booked, and so you have to leave one conference to go to one to go to one. But 
If you don't, and you've been gifted the ability to attend the conference, maybe you're even being paid to attend the conference because you got paid to speak and you get a free ticket. And even if you're not a speaker, if you have invested money to attend a conference, if you didn't have to pay and you've invested time, see that through till the end. In fact, here's something that I think I'm going to start doing at most uh, conferences where I will attend the entire conference. I think I'm actually adding an extra day. Now, I'm not going to do that this time because I can't. Here, I have so many thoughts about all of this, if you can't tell. Here are my thought processes behind this. There are so many actionable items. Like, yes, I've been following up with people real time, but I couldn't follow up with everyone. I haven't messaged everyone who attended my talk yet. I haven't looped back with every person who we started conversations with and, you know, we got on the calendar maybe with some of them and some of them I haven't. There were people who we really made moves to get our collaborations and cross promotions and we scheduled some things and there were others who didn't have their calendar. So there are all of these open loops, untied threads. <laughs> I don't know, guys. But there are all of these things, right, that I still need to follow up on. And here's what I see happen. It's happened to me, and I see it happen with other people so many times. They spend the conference, and they just say, okay, when I get home, I'm going to follow up with you. When I get home, I'm going to email you. When I get home, this is going to happen. When I get home, I'm really going to go through what I learned and pick, like, the two actions and take action on it. When I get home, when I get home, when I get home. What happens when you get home, even if you have the best of intentions, especially after you've been gone for four or five days, you get home and there's a million other things that you have to now give your attention to. Your spouse, your partner, your kids, your backyard, <laughs> your laundry, your your groceries, your grocery list, your, your emails for other things and work. And they're, they're all just things, right? Life just pops up all around us at conferences. We're kind of like in this weird, like little bubble of time, like life is still happening, but you know, it's very like nothing else in our life is really pressing at the moment. And then we get home and suddenly everything is. And all of those follow-ups you meant to do, you're like, I'll do them tomorrow. So now more than 24 hours has passed. And then it's like, I'll do it. But then clients need you. And then this, and suddenly you're like, I don't know, maybe like the time has kind of passed to like follow up with that person or that thing, or you do, but then their excitement for it has passed or their life kind of got in the way. So what I want to start doing when I attend full conferences and really have a lot of opportunities and connections in those kinds of spaces, I want to add an extra day. I want to add an extra day to do the things, right? The conference is gone. Maybe there are a few stragglers, which I've noticed here. There are definitely going to be stragglers over the next day or two. A lot of these conferences that happen are in fun places. So people attend the conference and then they stick around to go see the sites. Like we're in Orlando. So people are going to go to all the Orlando things. You can tell I'm a huge Disney fan. <laughs> Not really. I know Disney is here. I think Universal is here. Right here. I would do just a little fact about me, guys. I would do Harry Potter. So if I ever have to come back to Orlando, that's that's getting at it. <laughs> just putting that out there. I say that every time and then I never do it. So I'm really going to do it next time. But back to what I'm saying. If I had that whole day carved out still blocked off where I'm not back at my house, I'm not back at my normal routine, clients can't schedule sessions with me, and I had that day here 
to go somewhere outside of my distractions and implement, implement while everything was fresh in my mind, emailing people, really making sure things get set on the calendar, scheduling interviews, the following up on the speaking opportunities, everything, taking the action on the items that I learned in the few sessions that I attended, emailing out speakers who I was able to see or I didn't see to nurture those relationships, making connections on social media and following up with those with messages. I mean, I could spend a whole day, I will be spending an entire day doing that. So I think for future conferences, that's what I'm going to do. But I definitely linger as long as I possibly can on the last day of the conference. So this one, I'm able to drive. So this one, I'm now that I live in Savannah, I'm driving distance to Orlando. So I have no pressing time that I have to be anywhere. I get that sometimes your schedule is dictated by the flights that are available. But for a lot of people, you have options of flights and you're picking the earlier flights. I would challenge you to pick the later flight and really like stick around and make every connection that you can and have that time to implement, to take action before you get back into your routine. And so today, guys, that's, I got up early and I, I'm all packed, right? Cause I am leaving today. So I'm all, I'm all packed up and I'm going to have my stuff brought down to my car so that my car is all loaded up and ready to go. And I don't have to worry about that. I won't have to worry about coming back up to the room, spending any time doing that. And I will just be downstairs at these final closing events, talking to people, meeting people. And then I will be able to stick around after. Now, here's something else that I did yesterday. So remember, yesterday was just the day of going around and just being seen and talking. And I did go into two. I was going to go to one. I stuck around in the influencer track room for two roundtable discussions. And the theme of the day yesterday, there was no official theme, but the theme I kept hearing in every interaction is something I really believe in. And I know most of you do too. You can't build success on competition. Success is only built on collaboration. And that's what the tracks were about that I attended. Collaborating as a podcaster and masterminding as a podcaster. People were sharing, I was in the pro and influencer tracks, and people were sharing the tools they use, the softwares they use, the, again, so much to talk about. <laughs> Side note. So that I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I'll start there, guys. Okay. See, this is like the real diary. This is not script, scripted, guys. So what I loved about that and what I love about the podcasting community and what I wish I saw in more spaces in the entrepreneurship community as a whole, there's a lot of talk about collaboration and not competition and not a lot of action. But in the podcasting space, there really is a lot that backs that up. People are just so open. And I don't know if it's because everyone's really so diverse, everything from a fairy tale podcast all the way to a music podcast to a business building podcast to, you know, 18 different takes on a business building podcast. Or if it's just the kind of people who are attracted to podcasting, but everyone is super open. So everyone is like, here's exactly what I did. Oh, here's how I got my sponsor. Here's the rate that I started at. Here is what you should ask. Here's the script for how I message them. Here's a tool I use. Here's the thing. Oh, let me send you an introduction. So when you really do start talking and finding out, it's not just, yeah, here's what I did. People are like, here's what I did. Let me bring you over to that person. Oh, let me sit down and show you that thing. Let me right now pull that up and email that thing to you right now. And if that's not happening for you, then be the person that you make that happen for someone else. And I guarantee it will flow back into you. But 
that's what I did. So it was really interesting. I really talked about how you can build your podcast from collaborations. And, and that's something that I'm already exploring. And I've shared that with you. And then there were a lot about best tools and softwares and workflows. And here's the one takeaway, guys, that I know and that you know, and you know, you know this. What did every super high level successful business owner and podcaster here? And I'm talking like the, the almost celebrity status, right? What did they all have in common? They all have workflows and processes. They all have a repeatable system for their podcast and for their business. They're not winging anything. They're not winging what they're going to talk about on their podcast. They're not winging their social media content. They're not winging anything. There are processes, there are plans, there are procedures. And a lot of you who are like, but that takes away my creativity and my inspiration. Their processes and their workflows account for that. It allows creativity and inspiration and in the moment. And so maybe I'll have to go behind the scenes on that one day. But those are my my takeaways from those sessions. But those were the only sessions I went to. Again, those interactive ones where I could really talk to people. I was not able to take you around the conference. It just was not the day. It was not set up for that in terms of people being available to sit and really talk and share. So I'm thinking about how I can add on a few suggestions and tips from a couple of the people that I think you would be really interested to hear from. But that's okay, right? Always detached from from the outcome of what I wanted. If I don't get what I want, what I got was better, right? There's a little bit of Rita mindset. So I didn't get to take you around. I did get to talk to some really incredible people and get some information that I think will help you. And then out of all of it, here's another thing I did yesterday. So I went to those two sessions. I was making FaceTime, following up with people, doing the implementation, everything I told you I was gonna do. And then one other thing I did is I posted on Instagram about the event while I'm at the event. And I don't just mean stories. So I've been doing that, but I did a real post. I I played off of my talk. I did a post. I tagged the organizer. I tagged PodFest. I tagged a few of the people that I mentioned or kind of referenced in the post. And this is another thing that people wait to do until they get home. They'll go, okay, well, I'm going to come home and I'm going to write a post about my experience at this conference. The more that you can post while you're at the conference, tagging the conference and hashtagging the conference, and the more the attendees are actually looking at those posts, right? Everybody is searching that hashtag while they're here, seeing what other people are posting and what other people are doing. And so it's really actually kind of, I'll say crucial, although it's not crucial, right? But I mean, if you're really trying to take advantage of what's happening around you and the energy around you, posting while you're at the event is really powerful. And so I posted at the event and then the event itself commented back and that made it visible by even more people. And I ended up getting a message from someone who actually just got back from the Sundance Film Festival and came right here who loved the topic of what I spoke about and said, hey, I would love to interview you and I want to interview you while you're here. And so we're going to do that later this afternoon, which is another reason that I'm not going to hop out. I wanted to have that space for extra discussion, really saying goodbye, doing things like interviewing someone or being interviewed. So again, like that, I think that the theme is just take the space, take the time so that you can take the actions and don't just keep talking about when you'll take the actions. 
take the actions, right? Take the actions right then or have a buffer of time to do it. I didn't wait until I got home to follow up with people, whether those were people who attended my talk or those were people that I was just meeting out that I wanted to continue the conversation with. I I didn't wait. I couldn't get to everybody, but I didn't wait. I didn't wait to post on social media about what's going on. I posted on social media. I didn't wait, didn't wait, dot, dot, dot. If you go back through this podcast, you'll hear how many times I didn't wait. I didn't wait to follow up on the speaking engagement that I have an opportunity for based on the other networking that I did with other events and conferences at the hotel. I didn't wait. So those were my thoughts today. I'm about to hop down, do all the things. And then of course I will come back and I will close it all up and and tie it all up with a pretty bow for you and pull out all of the takeaways of how I leveraged my time and my speaking engagement here and what that means going forward in hopes that you pull out a lot of the pieces and see, right? Because what spurred this whole kind of diary journal style podcast anyway again, is that people are like, Rita, you walk away from these things and you have so many opportunities and so much that results from it. And I walk away and I've had a good time and I've made a few friends and maybe I got like one thing that I'm exploring, but I don't have nearly what you have. And so what I'm showing you is how I approach the event and my mindset behind why I'm doing the things that I'm doing so that you can understand where the differences may be and what you might want to adjust so that you have the results that you want from all of these things that you are also putting your time and money and and attention into. So I'll be back and I'll talk to you to close it all up. PodFest Expo 2023 is over. I am back home. I actually stayed a little longer. I did not add that extra night. I told you guys that I have decided that going forward, I will always add an extra night to the conference, but I did not this time. However, a good many people, including the conference organizers, stayed an extra night. It makes sense, right? They have to wrap up. They have to do closeout and... I mean, I want to be around those people. And so next year, I'm definitely adding an extra night. Also, like I said, it would have been really nice to have had that full day to decompress, to take some more action, to close the circle on all of the open loops that I still kind of have from this event and to have just taken care of all of that right then and gotten an early bedtime because of these things, you don't really go to bed that early, even when you go to bed early and you're up early and it would have been nice just to have that rest and then come back in to the rest of my week feeling rejuvenated, feeling complete with all of the actions that spurred from everything that happened at PodFest. But like I said, I stayed around because people were hanging out and I wanted to have more FaceTime and have that little bit of opportunity to socialize beyond the conference, to socialize in a more social way with a few of the people that I really want to nurture relationships with. And so I stayed and then I, I came home slightly late, still got home at a good time. And now I am ready to kind of summarize and share with you my takeaways. What I'm really hoping from an episode like this, and I might do more like this with like Dear Diary, (laughs) Dear Diary today is like maybe a voice journal or something like that. But what I hope you see by me recording an episode like this is what I was doing in the moment of a conference, sharing with you not only the actions I was taking, but my motivation behind them and my mindsets that allowed me to get through it all so that you know how you might want to show up differently at events. So I shared what I did to leverage my speaking. And that way, if you are a speaker, you might think about new actions and new things that you haven't done 
at a conference, both to leverage your talk, but also to leverage the opportunities, not only in the event itself, but in the hotel or event venue at large. Same with if you're an attendee, how to leverage all of those other people who are around you, both at the event and outside of the event, and also ways that you might show up and participate in the conference to get different opportunities. So in conclusion, here are some of the top takeaways. On your first day there or the night before, whenever you get to an event or before you go to the event, if it's just a one-day event, make sure that you look through whatever you have access to to identify who's attending, to identify what presentations are taking place, and to identify the connections that you really want to make. And so what does that mean for the places and spaces that you need to be present? Set very specific goals, very specific intentions so that you know the actions that you need to take to make that happen. Then get a lay of the land for what else is going on. What else is happening in that space, in that hotel, in that venue? What other people are there? Who else is going to be around you? What opportunities exist there? And what actions do you need to take to be able to move those opportunities forward? Also, block out time in your calendar for implementation. Implementation at the event and implementation after the event, pretty much the day after the event. But block out times throughout each day for implementation, to go and actually send those connection requests, to go and send the emails, to go and follow up, to go and share other people's social media, all the actions so that you can do it real time right there at the conference. Also connect with connections immediately. The people that you're meeting, connect with them on LinkedIn immediately. Don't say, oh, we'll connect on LinkedIn later. (laughs) Connect with them on LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever they are. I mean, for this one, I'm a podcaster. If they told me about a podcast, I needed to go follow the podcast. Otherwise, I might have trouble finding it later. So connect with those connections immediately in whatever way makes sense. And if you do connect with them on social, start interacting with their social media right there. Chances are they're also sharing about their events and their thoughts and things that are happening at that very same event. Start sharing their social on your social. Start commenting on what they're sharing. Start building that relationship. Also, do that with speakers and attendees who you want to know. So the people you really want to connect with, the conference organizers, whoever that is, Follow them on social. They are going to be posting about all kinds of things on social. Interact with that. Share their posts as well as maybe posting your own posts or stories or whatever it is and tagging them in it. Start doing it right there. As much as you can, prioritize FaceTime and people over sessions. You can get education almost anywhere unless there's something very specific that you're there to learn, but prioritize people and connections over the actual education. Now, you might be in some of the sessions, but for me, it's because I really want to meet that speaker or because I know the people attending that session are going to be people who I really want to know. So as much as you can, just remember that people and networking greater than the education in the sessions. Seek out, if you are going to go to sessions, try to seek out the interactive ones. And like I said, which ones have the people in the room who you want to bring into your world, who you want to bring into your circle? At all times for the event, be doing mindset work. Mindset work, mindset work, because what keeps most people from doing all of this are fears, fears of rejection, fears of failure, fears of whatever, other people's opinions, 
all kinds of things. So be doing mindset work to call in what you want. People are excited when I approach them. People love when I ask if they can support me. People love when I am excited to meet them. People are, I don't know, people are excited when they read the description of my talk. People are eager to meet me. People are anxious to meet me. I mean, I'm making these up off the top of my head. I would do a much better job if I had thought this through before I started listing them off. But mindset work is crucial for being able to take the actions that you're going to need to take in this kind of setting. So don't neglect mindset work. Now, if you are speaking, there are a couple of things you want to do to leverage that speaking. Focus on leading the attendees to something free that takes the conversation to the next level. What would be the next thing you would talk about or what would allow the attendees of your presentation to go deeper with the material that you presented? Go ahead and lead them to that, but make it easy for them to sign up. Use a QR code, something that they can do with ease right there that involves as few steps as possible for them to be able to sign up and take advantage of the invitation that you're offering them. And also incentivize them to do it right there so that way you know who signed up from your session in that moment, unless there's a special link, right, that it leads to that you know only the people who sign up at that link are going to be from the session. But you want some way of identifying that. Also, people who sign up right then, they're most interested. They're most eager. They're the relationships that you're really going to deepen. So make sure that you get that data. Then connect to those people. The people who do sign up from the event or sign up right there that day, start connecting with them. Send them an email, a private, not just like not one through your email list, but send an email to them directly or connect with them on social media. Send them a voice message. Thank them for it. Ask them questions. Find out about them. Find out about their challenges, how you can be of a support, like in a real authentic way. Just take those relationships deeper almost immediately. And then after your talk, do not disappear. Be seen everywhere. So after you're done standing in the room and answering questions, walk around all of the spaces of that event because people will come up and say, oh my gosh, how did your talk go? Oh my gosh, I was in your talk and I have these things that I just wanted to tell you. They will come up to you. They will approach you. But if you disappear in that window of time, they're going to be on to see the next speaker. They're going to be on to the next thing. And the opportunity for that to happen just won't be the same. So make sure that you're just meandering around and walking around and that you are approachable and that you look approachable so that people do actually approach you. And when people tell you, I really loved your talk, ask them to let the organizer of the event know that or whoever it is that you want to know that. Ask them, hey, could you contact this person or could you send a message to this person? Would you be willing to email that person and let them know that you really enjoyed my presentation and why you enjoyed it? You can't get what you don't ask for. So make sure that you ask for the things that you really want. Again, that's going to be easier when you've identified your intentions and your goals. If you know that your goal is to speak here again, if you know that your goal is to get testimonials so that you can speak somewhere else, then you might have something set up where you can get testimonials from people who watched you talk. But if it's to speak at that same conference or that same event again, then you're really going to set it up so that they can 
easily go and tell the organizer. In fact, if I had thought about it, I probably would have made a contest or a competition or something for them to give me feedback that I could have collected in some way electronically because there are all kinds of apps that would allow me to do it. So I'm just talking this through right now. I might do it in my next one right then so that I could forward that immediately onto the organizer. Here you go. Here's some feedback I got about my session. I thought this would help you. I wanted to share that with you. That's a great idea. I think I'm going to do that in the future, guys. I've got, I've just got to figure out the app that will let me do that. So if anybody knows, please email me at Rita, Rita Mimidoit.com and let me know. But you get my point, right? Like if you know what your goal is from giving that talk, you can set up the system, the workflow, the tools, the request, the ask, whatever it is to make that happen. And no matter who came, follow up with everybody, at least within 24 hours of the talk, even if that means that you're doing it from the event. In fact, the more that you follow up at the event, the more could actually spur from those interactions because everyone's still in the energy, you're fresh in their mind, they're excited about the information. If you're really fostering true authentic relationships during that window of time with people who came and interacted and were excited for your presentation, and you know this because they've signed up for that next step, that's going to go very far. Eat at the bar, eat at the bar, eat at the bar. <laughs> or don't eat alone. Don't as much as you're going to want to, don't eat alone. If you see someone else eating alone, chances are they probably don't want to be eating alone either and not at an event like that. Now, they might be, and that's cool, but you can ask, hey, do you mind if I sit here? Like, no worries if not. When you do, like, talk to them. Ask them questions about why they're there. Ask them, just get to know them, right? So don't eat alone. Again, I want to stress immediate implementation of everything. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Ask for what you want, all of those things. Don't neglect vendors. If there are vendors or exhibitors at a conference, don't neglect them. It's not that you're just going to want to go around to see if you want any of the things that they're selling. Although, yeah, I mean, I came away, guys. I'll show this. I'll share this with you in some other way. But I did. I bought a really cool microphone. I'm not using it right now. But a Shure MV88 microphone that is incredible. It's going to allow me to do more on-the-go type interviews. But yes, you might want to buy stuff from the vendors. But really, Talk to the vendors and see if there are any other opportunities. Often these vendors attend other conferences. What other conferences are they attending so that you can maybe learn about new places you also want to attend or request to speak at based on what you're learning from them? Find out if there are affiliate opportunities. Maybe it's going to be a, a good fit for you to build that relationship in some other way. So don't just think about the vendors in terms of what they're selling. Think about the vendors as relationships too. How can these be relationships? What, at what value can you bring to them? What value can they bring to you? Like really sit and think about it when you're meeting the vendors or looking at who the vendors are. Same with the speakers, other speakers. Talk to them. Find out where else are you speaking? What other places might I want to be speaking at? Who do you think I need to know here? Invite them. If you have a podcast, Invite them to interview on your podcast if this is a relationship that you're wanting to take deeper. Be open to relationships. And that means don't always stay with people you know. So you might go with people you know, or chances are you're going to go and you're going to meet people and you're going to start gravitating towards those same people. Not that you can't spend time with the people you're really connecting with, but make sure that you're creating opportunities to continue to meet new people. Also, know your rhythms. Know how you work best and know what decisions you need to make 
for the outcome that you want from the event. Me deciding to go to bed and miss out on kind of those true late, late night opportunities allowed me to get out of the event what I wanted to get out of the event. Know how you work, honor those boundaries, and do what's going to create the outcome from the event that you want the most. Practice gratitude at the event. Always be in awe and be in gratitude. The more you can jot down, I'm so thankful for this happening this morning. Maybe every, you know, like at lunch, you write down what you're grateful for from the morning. In the evening, you write down what you're grateful for from the afternoon. After the event, write down what you're grateful for from the event. It will always make you find things that you didn't realize were benefits and assets and things that were just wonderful things that were happening to you. So stay in constant gratitude. See the event through to the end. Like, let me say that again. See the event through until the very end. Stay until the end. Stay beyond the end, right? But definitely stay until the end. Take advantage of the investment that you've made of your time or your energy or your attention to get every last thing out of it and also to flow into it every last thing that you can. This is an investment you've made. Don't shortchange yourself on that investment. Tack on a day if you can, like I am. Tack on a day, tack on time so that you can close the circles on all of the open actions that you're gonna have after an event like this so that you can get a good night's sleep so that you can maybe build relationships with the people who are sticking around a day or two after the event on a more social, intimate, one-on-one level. Always be thinking about collaboration over competition. Even if people aren't, being open with you and openly sharing their resources and showing you how they did things, even if you're asking and they're just like, oh, I'll tell you later, oh, I'll do that later, and they're gatekeeping or they're guarding, then you do the opposite for others. Show up, pour value out into the attendees, like right there in that moment. And overall, guys, just take space within the event, take time within the event to take action. It's intentional action always. Intentional action always through the event. So I hope this helped. I would love to know what a new insight was for you. I would love to know a new action that you learned, something that you're going to try, something that really made you go, oh my gosh, that's something I haven't been doing. And I'm really going to do that because I can see how that can make a difference. So if you could please take a minute to email me at Rita at RitaMadeMeDoIt.com or follow me on Instagram at Rita Goodrow or on LinkedIn, Rita Goodrow, whatever way is easiest for you. And just send me a quick message saying, hey, Rita, I listened to your episode around PodFest, and here is a takeaway that I was new to me. Here's an idea or a concept that I'm going to try that I haven't thought of before. That will really help me understand the information that will help all of you as you step into the next opportunities. And be sure to join me for that free three-part series happening. By the time you hear this, part one has already happened, but you'll get the replay. Part one on January 31st, part two in February, part three in March called Get Hired by the right people at the right rate, all about really understanding what it takes to get in front of the right people on social media, the right people networking, speaking, other ways in person, and then how to take all of these right people and get the right people on the phone with you who are excited and eager to hire you at the rates that you're charging, at the rates that you prefer. So that's what we're going to be talking about. You can check out 
that registration link. It's completely free. It's not a masterclass. It's not a workshop. Really is guided, facilitated conversation around this topic. So make sure that you sign up. You'll get access to all of it. You'll get access to all of the replays. You can go to the show notes and do that. And then I will catch you next week on another episode of the Read Me Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Me Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.